Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Philly Sedam. Your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, May the 17th, as we come to you after a frustrating weekend of Phillies baseball as the Phillies in Toronto, oh, I should say in Dunedin, uh, on the road against Toronto, and uh, start the weekend strong, winning the first one, and then drop the final two. Yesterday's game, just a as frustrating a loss as you'll get. Now, look, they fought back in it, but just, um, you know, a tough tough loss i mean the last two really um the defense you know showing its flaws the uh you know yesterday the whole girardi uh segura thing which we'll get to and we'll get to girardi's post-game comments let's just say the fans aren't the only ones frustrated you know i'll be honest i've been uh incredibly critical of joe girardi this season and I feel uh, incredibly justified in that criticism. But having said that, you know, my dude showed a little life finally. <laughs> he showed a little feist. He showed a little, all right, man, this is not acceptable. And, and you know, his comments after Saturday, too, talking about, um, you know, the, the struggles on defense and, you know, just it being like routine plays. Yeah, you know, I think he said something to the effect of, you know, at this level, that kind of stuff shouldn't happen. And yeah, Joe, that's what we've been saying all season long. And that's what's so frustrating. And the Phillies, you know, it is frustrating. They're sitting at 21 and 20. So still, you know, above 500 for what that's worth to people. Um, and, and, you know, could have actually gained some separation in the division as as the division has really struggled. You know, the uh the Mets are out in front of the Phillies and they're only a half game up. They're eighteen and sixteen and the Braves are game and a half behind the Phillies. Washington's two games behind the Phillies. Miami's back there with Washington. You know, it's um it is uh you know it's all all bunched up and no one's stepping away from the other. But um it's frustrating because, you know, the Phillies have lost so many games because of correctable stuff, you know, and they, they clearly have their flaws. And look, we'll, we'll talk about it. And as we have talked about, you know, the roster depth issue, which, again, just flashes over the weekend with all the injuries. I mean, you know, you see it. They don't have guys to bring up who can play. I mean, Scott Kingery is, I mean, just a disaster offensively. He's had 19 at bats. He struck out 12 times. He has looked absolutely lost at the play, as lost as any player I remember 
You know, even Reese Hoskins in that streak where he was just completely and totally lost and was the worst hitter in Major League Baseball and pitchers were better with some some pitchers had better stats and all that. Um, he was at least walking and had, uh, you know, didn't look just totally lost every single time he stepped to the plate. So, um, you know, they have a real roster problem, obviously, but They've also still had the opportunity to win more games than they have if they had just played tighter defense, tighter baseball, made less stupid mistakes, given less outs away, given less runs away, gotten some key hits. And again, you know, I, I do think that first and foremost, talent is the biggest issue. And I think Joe Girardi is certainly frustrated about that as well. But um, I think the frustration we saw over the weekend was was from the I think the combination of the, um, you know, kind of boneheaded plays, poor, poor defense, um, you know, lack of execution, routine execution, and also with the Segura stuff, you know, which we'll get to, but um, I think just a, a lack of, of effort and focus and team, you know, important things to teams, the way teams do things. And look, I hope Girardi gets angry because they have underperformed. As amazing as it is that they're only one game above 500 and yet a half game out of first place in the division, they've still underperformed. They should have won more games than they have based not on their run differential, trust me. The run differential says they've gotten lucky, but we watch them every night and you know, they're in a lot of games that they blow. And yes, they've also gotten lucky in some games too, and some of that evens out. But man, um, look, we we've talked about the defense a lot. They're they're not all of a sudden gonna become some defensive juggernaut, but they can be smart defensively. Just because they don't have the athleticism and and look, they don't in spots. We've talked about Rees. I mean, he is just a bad actively bad first baseman boom i mean god bless him and his attempts to be a third baseman because you could tell he's really worked hard and you tell he takes it seriously and he's frustrated when he can't make plays but he's just too big he's not athletic enough to be a six six like he's not fluid enough to be a six six third baseman six five whatever he is he's too big and he's not like super fluid that's tough so you know, they're they're flawed defensively, but they're also stupid defensively. They also make dumb mistakes. They also don't, you know, as we've seen many times, don't have their head in the game in a lot of ways. And that leads to a lot of problems as much as, as the, you know, lack of talent does. So, all right, let's get into the weekend because there is a ton to get to. Obviously, we talked about the Girardi Segura thing. We need to get into that and just the performances. As I said, it started out well on Friday. You know they uh, they find a way to win that one five to one and uh, they uh, big time pitchers duel to start as uh, who to thunk it that the the start of the weekend for the Phillies would go to the one the only Vinny Velasquez Velasquez just outstanding um, I, it's such a weird thing to say but he was really good uh, you know for Vinny at least for sure five and two thirds innings only gives up one run seven strikeouts three hits. Um, excuse me, three hits, three walks as well. Um, so six base runners and five and two thirds. I mean, that's awesome for Vinny and the seven strikeouts is nice. And he looked good. Like watching the start, his stuff was on. He was trusting nap 
behind the plate and he was throwing what he was supposed to throw and he wasn't overthinking it and he did a great job he ended up giving up the home run to Vlad Jr. who was a monster this weekend Vlad Jr. really tore into the Phillies this weekend that that Blue Jays lineup is buddy I mean young and talented I, I am jealous of that lineup with Vlad and Bo Bichette and Marcus Semien and um, you know, they're fun. They're fun to watch. And, and Tasker Hernandez and Guriel Jr. And, you know, they're just good. They're they're a fun lineup to watch. They get it. It's BGO. You know, they're um they're they're a talented lineup. Um and look, they flashed it, particularly on Sunday. Um the Phillies ultimately though do win this one. They get some key hits down. Uh Vinny goes out, uh Connor Brogdon comes in. Gets a, a big out, ends up getting the win, which is funny because kind of bragging out with four wins on the season, uh, more than most starters I would say at this point are very very many, um, and uh, but then in the seventh after uh, Brogdon gets him out of the inning with Velasquez uh, going five and two thirds, Phillies put up some runs. Uh, ultimately, they load the bases. JT uh, scores, walks a run, and then then Reese Hoskins a clutch, clutch double. Then Alec Boehm doubles after that to knock Reese home. Uh, Hoskins the the bases clearing double made it four to one, then five to one. And the Phillies hold on from there. Uh, Coonrod a clean inning. Uh, Alvarado a clean ish inning. Three uh, two walks made a little scary, but got through it. And then Neris uh, comes in and shuts it down in the ninth. Uh, a clean inning, three strikeouts, look great. Um, and it was nice to see. It was a really nice win, and you're feeling okay. I, I know that they just won a series on the road for the first time in a while. Can they? Can they duplicate this? They they win the first one. What a what a start, right? And then uh, and then it all went downhill from there. Saturday, first and foremost, we go into this game, um, and it is just a uh, a disaster for the Phillies from an injury perspective. Bryce Harper has to leave this game with an injury. JT Romuto has to leave this game with an injury. The Phillies ultimately unable to get nothing going offensively. They fall 4 nothing, Zero hits uh, for the Phillies. Uh, Nola gets beat up early, ultimately gets out a, you know, a, a solid effort. Um, obviously not good enough, but, but you know, um, struggled early, gave up three runs in the first two innings, and... Uh, Ends up going six and two thirds, gives up three runs, nine hits, one walk, eight strikeouts. Uh, again, the three runs, so you know, not amazing, um, and not you know what you want from Nolan in that spot. Uh, Jack Fritz tweeted out, my buddy Jack tweeted out, uh, Nola's road ERA over the last four years 2018 241. 2019 519, 2020 426, and then 2021 so far 565. Now, obviously, it's a small sample size this season so far on the road, but maybe there's something to it. As you know, look, it also has coincided with the rest of the team stinking on the road. As again, they lose a road series, not lost on us, right? Thank goodness they're coming home off day today, back at it at home tomorrow for a six game stand, but then back on the road. And you're gonna have to find a way to be better on the road. It's it's perplexing, but but it seems that that's something that Noel's gonna have to figure out too. And again, wasn't god awful in this game, but certainly wasn't good enough um, for them. Ultimately, Matt Moore comes in, uh, gives up, uh, goes an inning and a third to finish it out, gives up a run, uh, unearned, was fine. Um, ultimately, the bats really again get nothing going. McCutcheon over three, Segura over five, Harper over two before having to leave the game with the injury. 
Kingery 0 for 2 coming in. Uh, JT 0 for 3 before leaving the game with the injury. Knapp 0 for 1. Hoskins goes 2 for 2. Um, Miller 0 for 4. Then Bohm 1 for 3. Herrera 1 for 3. Maton 2 for 4. That was it. That was the whole offense for the Phillies as they were just absolutely shut down by, you know, uh, a, a bunch of guys I really haven't heard much of uh, in terms of like uh, Kay and Bergen and, you know, uh, but they shut him down and the Phillies got nothing going. It was frustrating and also bad defense from the Phillies. Three errors in this game could have been more too. It felt like um, just a bad game, you know, a really frustrating game to watch, disappointing game to, to, you know, be a fan of your team watching it happen as they just uh mistakes everywhere errors uh that was after the game when when we talked about Girardi talking about how you know that kind of stuff shouldn't happen at this level and uh and again the offense unable to get anything going against you know hittable guys at least theoretically you know you would think they're not you know world beaters so um frustrating night uh on saturday as they fall but then all right let's come back on sunday let's take them down let's win the series right that that's 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 the mentality well whether or not that was the mentality or not that's certainly not how it played out as the phillies uh, come out on sunday looking like uh they uh forgot the game was happening first and foremost right before the game. Andrew Knapp, a last-minute scratch, which was less than ideal. So Rafael Marchand comes in out of nowhere to to, to pinch catch, I suppose. Um, and the Phillies just get barraged immediately. Chase Anderson was awful. Uh, first two batters of the game, homers. Marcus Semien, Bo Bichette, boom, boom, 2 nothing. Uh, Anderson gets out of the first, barely gets into the second, gets one on the second. Uh, RBI infield single makes it three nothing. A Bobichet single makes it four nothing. A Vladimir Guerrero double makes it five nothing. Randall Gritchick double makes it seven nothing. And then Marcus Semien uh, doubles off David Hale to make it eight nothing. Um, Chase Anderson ultimately goes into inning and a third, eight hits. Seven earned runs, one walk as well. Doesn't even record a strikeout. Just a, a horrendous offering from Chase Anderson. And, you know, Matt Moore obviously is in the bullpen now. Velasquez in his three starts has looked way better, way better, light years better than Chase Anderson. And, you know, look, the the Chase Anderson-Matt Moore combo for $7 million this offseason looks like a mess. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And that's what it felt like at the time. You know, it didn't feel like that was either of those were exciting signings. You know, if you heard... We talked about it here. I didn't expect much out of either of them, and and they've been bad. Anderson's had at least a couple good outings, um, but he's been bad, like horrendous, and and didn't give him a chance. Days they did fight back, you know. They uh, ultimately go down eight nothing, and then uh, score. You know, kind of start getting rolling a little bit. Nick Maton, it's his first of two solo home runs. Nicky uh, McCutcheon, uh, solo homer. And then they score, uh, Segura triple, uh, in quotes as it's a fly ball that, uh, looked like the Phillies as the outfielder just totally lost it and ended up falling. Um, then, uh, it's nine, four Phillies claw back again, an RBI, two RBI single by Maton after hitting his, his second, 
homer earlier make eight four, and then they claw back, and it's nine to six after two RBIs. Then Guerrero just again, Vlad Guerrero another homer, just a monster shot. Guerrero in this game was three for five with the homer, two RBIs, two runs. Semyon three for five, two RBI or three RBI, two runs. Bobuchet two for five, two RBI, two runs. I mean they just beat up on Philly's pitching is Hale actually was okay after giving up the ring goes three and a third only gives up one run three strikeouts Ranger Suarez gives up one run and two and a third Kinsler gives up a just that tank shot to Vlad like Vlad just murdered it um but then uh so Scott Kingery started in place of Bryce Harper in this game right field and again was just awful horrendous uh gets removed but uh, it turns out that uh in the moment it was like wow they're taking him out for for Harper who couldn't play and we found out when Harper had to bat that he tried bunting twice so he couldn't swing a bat really at the end uh came up uh they they fight back Philly scored two in the ninth at 10-8 Harper's up with two on two out and he ends up striking out but he was trying to swing the bat but clearly was not ready to roll like he didn't the first time he bunted you know he couldn't he couldn't really swing and um was forced in the game because Kingery felt dizzy uh, look, Harper even not swinging just the fear of Harper. I think he got, you know, uh, pitched tougher than Kingery did. I mean, Kingery's just an automatic strikeout, it felt like. Um, so, you know, you hope Kingery's okay, obviously. Um, but he shouldn't be on the Major League roster. There's no question about that. Ultimately, um, just a, a bleep show of a game. As again, they fought back, which is nice to see. But Harper having to be in the game at that point is crazy. The fact they have no bench, no one left, the injuries, the, the disaster, and then... The um, I mean, really, the story of the game, which is what I'm sure is going to dominate conversation today, is the the Joe Girardi, Gene Segura thing. As um, so you know, uh, uh, I guess Girardi went out to the mound to get Anderson. Um, wanted everyone uh, to, you know, usually the the entire infield comes up and talks while they you know bring the pitcher in and stuff. And I guess Segura didn't come over, and um, the you know kind of cameras caught. Girardi and Segura kind of getting into a little tiff in the dugout, kind of going at it with each other, and then Segura having to be calmed down by by Dusty Walton. Um, and, um, you know, look, I, I think uh, I think it's um, good to see a little life, uh, you know, even though you don't want to see that in the team. And then, uh, you know, um, it was it was interesting to see though. And Segura, obviously, um, you know, he was horrible defensively this weekend like horrible multiple errors just not focused not i mean again like errors like that where the the errors we're seeing from segura ground balls to him that he's just dropping it's awful it's tough to watch you know (laughs) frankly and he needs to to get a grip on it and that's the kind of stuff you can fix um as we've seen him in the past pay a good second base um, so, but then that thing happens and, and ultimately him and Girardi get having out in the dugout. And then after the game, Joe Girardi just terse is a word, uh, that comes to mind. And, uh, I don't think it even is a strong enough word. Girardi, uh, just the quotes don't really do it justice, but, um, on the interaction with Segura was like bench converse. He said it was a bench conversation meant for the bench. He's like, when asked on the matter, if the matter is resolved, he said, that's my job. He's like, I would not budge on any of the details. He's like, I know you're doing your job, but that's it. He ended the conversation with the next question. It was way more confrontational than that. Like, basically, Jim Salisbury was 
you know, to his credit, doing his job, chatted Jim. Jim was was pressing him on it and saying, "Hey, what happened?" And Jerry was like, "It's a bench conversation. It's going to stay there." Um, and you know, kept asking questions. And Jerry's like, "I'm not saying anything else on this." Like, flat out, you know, you I get you're doing your job, but you're not getting anything on me. Like, I'm not going to talk about it. And then Salisbury asked another question, and Jerry just goes, "Next question." Next question, the next question, next question. He's like, does anyone have a baseball question? He was salty. Joe Girardi was teed off, you could say. And it's definitely the, we've never seen this Joe Girardi before in Philadelphia. This is the first time he was angry. He was frustrated. And I'm sure it's a combination of things. I'm sure it's the way the team played, the the errors, the mistakes, the frustrations. And then you add in the, the Segura thing and the fact that he's talking about that publicly, like that he's getting asked questions about it and all that, I think it's frustrating. And the way they're playing is frustrating. And the, the struggles on the road is frustrating. But you know what? Again, I'm, I'm happy to see that from Girardi. I'm happy to see him get get upset. You know, it it's felt for a while with like a lot of these mistakes, a lot of these, you know, dumb plays we see that he kind of just shrugs them off or at least publicly shrugs them off and doesn't seem to hold anyone accountable for them and i i want to see him kind of get feisty and get a little you know show a little life because certainly on the road this team has not showed a lot of life and they need someone to bring that fire and maybe it's got to be girardi maybe he's got to tweak his his managerial style a little bit for this group because they need that leadership they need that fire they need that passion on the road like they just have proven that they they can't do it that they can't muster that on their own and uh look um i don't know what happened but segura is definitely someone who look he's been on five teams he's been traded multiple times i mean um, we've certainly heard of, you know, obviously things are always unsubstantiated, but we've heard of him having issues, clubhouse issues in the past before. So, you know, and we've definitely had the issues with the hustle here in the past and all that. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. What kind of Gene Segura we get? Is he a mopey Gene Segura? Is he a, uh, come out hard Segura? How Girardi handles this? If we, you know, see how it, the, the effects of how he handles it, but, um, they need to do something. They need to light a fire because this team just can't seem to get on a roll. They can, you know, again, we've seen them in four in a row, five in a row uh, at one point. Um, you know, we've seen them, you know, and other than that, kind of win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win two, lose one, win one, two, lose two, you know, whatever it is. Like, it's just, uh, it's been pretty consistent. And, uh, you know, they definitely need something to kind of motivate them a little more and, and get them fired up. And again, I know, look, they are flawed right now from a roster perspective and dealing with injuries. The fact that Scott Kingery's not just on the roster, because that alone is a disaster, but the fact that he's on the roster and actually has to play, actually has to get at bats and meaningful spots is 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 a disaster. That's a roster disaster. That's you, know, you look at Dombrowski and Fold and say, hey, you know, that's on you guys. Uh, and that's not Girardi's fault that, that he doesn't have anyone left. That he has to bring in Bryce Harper, who only has a, um, you know, can't swing a bat. I mean, that's that's just a, a roster problem. They don't have guys they can bring up. And look, they chose not to make a move and bring someone up. Moniac, the only player they really could have. It's just, uh, it's a problem. We've talked, look, you know you've heard me say this. That I've said this all season long, roster depth number one problem with this team the top heavy part is good if they're all hitting if they're all bringing if they're all pitching we're we're, 
that's good stuff. It really is. And the bullpen could be much better, as we've talked about and has been at times for the, for the most part. But, but you know, they, they lack that depth. It's a long grind of a season. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have struggles. And you need to have guys you can fill in who can, like the Dodgers, like the Padres, like these teams, they can just bring guys up. And it's like, oh, that guy came up. And, and look, to their credit, Nicky Maton has been one of those guys. I mean, what a stud. What a weekend. He was awesome yet again. Everyone loves Nick, as they should. Um, but, but having said that, they do, they do not have enough of those guys. And those are the guys that, that they need right now. Cause they have all these injuries, all these problems. They need guys who can come up and play and not be Scott Kingery, you know, <laughs> to put it lightly. All right. Uh, off day today, which is huge and much needed. Uh, and then, uh, big homestand coming up because again, they've been so good at home. They need to the Marlins for the first three. So obviously, we know their issues with the Marlins, so it's always scary. Wheeler, Eflin, Velasquez, you feel good about that. Um, and then uh, and then coming to town for the weekend, the Boston Red Sox, who have been absolutely awesome. So that's a big, big series as well then on the road to Miami and Tampa and Cincinnati and so on, which we'll get to. And we'll talk more about the Miami series tomorrow as well. But um, got to win these home games. Let's go because, uh, you know, the road is so precarious. Uh, so we will find out. And uh, we'll look ahead to that series tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.